Good morning to you. It's a Thursday morning. That's right, folks. Uh, happy uh, day after Cinco de Mayo. It's May the 6th. Welcome to Up to the Minute. I'm Todd Duplantis. Good to have you with us on board. We've got your HCC news and information uh, coming up for the next half hour. And the cool part about this is guess what, folks? The art cars have returned. We're involved with the project. It's been going on for a couple of years, our part of it. We're going to tell you all about it during this show. we got a great show lined up for you. Brittany Pacheco joining us from her home studio. Good morning, Brittany. Good morning, Todd. I'm actually really excited about today's show because the fact that we've got, we're talking art car, we get to see like it up close and personal, well, as safely as possible, of course. But before we get into today's show, I do want to remind everyone to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that notification bell so you can be the first to find out the latest video uploads from us. Also, to our audience, we need your help to spread this really cool information specifically today about our art car. And all you need to do is hit that button that says share at the bottom of this podcast. So it pops up on your personal newsfeed. And that way we can just let everyone know who, you know, maybe doesn't know that HCC has a Facebook, you know, live podcast every, every morning. Hey, you know, I'm just saying, so do that. Help us out greatly. And Todd, let's get into today's show. All right. And what a show it is. You know, we've been talking about the art car and HCC's got a uh, entry in the art car. It was supposed to be designed like two years ago. They started working on this. Everything was put on hold in 2020 because of something called COVID. You were very familiar with that. And today we're highlighting our efforts. Today is Virtual Family Fun Day. We're spotlighting Houston's iconic art car experience as it's called this year and HCC's contribution to it, these faculty members are all part of HCC's district-wide collaboration of creativity and science. All right, on the show, we've got Dr. Colleen Riley on here. She is the Dean of the Visual and Performing Arts Center of Excellence. Good morning, Dr. Riley, how are you? You there? Oh, having just a, a just, just a little mic issue. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, I know you're very excited to see this thing come to fruition. It seems like it's been uh, in the plans or in the works for quite a while. It, you know, this has been a three-year project uh, with students, faculty, staff, instructional leaders. Uh, we had some iterations in 2019 uh, with some bicycles that won our um, category. So we've been scaling up to the ambulance. Uh, we're super excited. So we're glad you're joining us. We're going to ask you to stand by. Jordan Carswell is also on. You remember him as well. He's been on the show several times. He's going to join us in a few moments. Right now, he's running camera over at the West Houston Institute. And we've got, uh, so Jordan's behind the camera. In front of the camera is Israel Garcia, the Garza rather, the manager of Idea Studio, and also Jeffrey Chen, makerspace technician at Idea Studio. Good morning, gents. How are y'all? Good morning, Todd. Good morning, everybody. How are you? It's good to see you both. Uh, we're doing great. Good to see the art car right behind you. Of course, it's, a, it's a, I guess, an ambulance it started as, and now it's something that's turned into a little bit. Why don't you, uh, we'll start with you, um, Israel, and we're going to ask you about the hands-on work at the Makerspace, but what's the connection between creativity and STEM regarding this project? 
Well, thank you for asking that. Uh, so we've had this ambulance in our in our work bay here for over a year. We're at the Idea Studio at the West Houston Institute. And so this is a perfect sort of place to house this sort of project. So this convert this ambulance is being converted into an art car. And so our space has all the different sorts of tools that can do that sort of thing. Now, Houston Community College has a wide variety of disciplines and uh areas that can do these sorts of things, but our space is specifically suited for um, most any kind of project that you can think of. We have a full uh, wood shop, we have a full metal shop, but we also have all the technology uh, that's innovative and it's currently being used right now with emerging uh, companies. And so we have 3D printing and laser cutting and final cutting and a whole textile area. And so all of those technologies have been used in this space. And so I wanted to talk about just a couple of those things where the uh, professor that was over this, Ashley Hope, um, would come to us as our staff. Now, the creativity part of it was done by the students, right? So the entire design of this was student-led with, with Ashley's guidance and leadership. Um, however, some of these things, the, the manufacturing of these things were a little more um, deep in terms of the technical skill that you needed. So she asked our staff, she, she you know got the collaboration of our staff. And so the, the experiences of myself and Jeffrey and Bianca and Jordan, we all have a variety of skills. And so it took all of those in order to be able to come to the uh, full completion of this ambulance. And so I want to talk about a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, show uh, us so, some, some parts of the ambulance. Yeah, so real quickly on, on the outset is you can see that this is a very colorful sort of ambulance. It's like you can see these painted flames and these painted uh, uh, water waves. Well, this isn't actually just painted. So this is these are actually sheets of... of plate aluminum that have been cut and welded. So Bianca Bermudez, one of our other technicians, she cut and weld these things to the side panels, and they're on both sides. And she was given specific direction as to what the shape, and it was discussed, but she hand plasma cut all that and then welded it to the, uh, to the ambulance body itself. And that's just one of the many things that she and the rest of us contributed to in order to be able to uh, realize the creative, you know, mock ideas that Ashley and her students were trying to get across. So I'd like to cover a couple of other things here. Yeah. On the outside of the um, if you can look up here at the top, there is a tree with the HCC Eagle uh, kind of, I don't know if he's coming in for a landing or if he's going off to fly into the wild blue yonder. But this was completely fabricated by Ashley and her students, and the, the eagle was 3D printed in our space. Um, but the tree itself actually rotates. So, Jeffrey, can you get the switch on that to see if you can get it to rotate? So, you can see where Jeffrey's kind of grabbing it. You can there see it's rotating. And so, the entire me mechanism for the, for the rotating process, Jeffrey designed and fabricated. So, um, if you can take a look at Jeffrey and see what he's holding. He's holding a, a inch block of, of uh, plywood, not block of plywood, but of, of solid. solid wood yeah. that he used our laser cutter in order to cut out the gear that turns this tree. And so, of course, the, he mount, helped with the mounting of the motor and the designing of the gear ratio in order to make it turn properly. And so his expertise with electronics and the mechanics of it, he is a mechanical engineer, as is Bianca. They were able to make this work exactly perfectly. And so even, even the enclosure to mount this is 3D printed. So it was it was custom made. The switch itself, Jeffrey wired up all of the electronics for that and so and ran all the wiring. And so it's the things that 
the skills that it took in order to do this, we teach our members who come into the space how to do that. But with the time constraints and with the resources that Ashley has with this project, it was just better and easier to to, to use utilize the staff. And that's kind of what we do here with with our staff with any member that comes into into the space. Israel, this, let me let me jump in real fast. I want to ask Jeffrey a question, Jeffrey. When you design that from start to finish to designing it, all the work you spend on it, how long does it take from designing it from on paper, on computer, however you do it, to actually installing it, getting all the materials together and getting it on that ambulance? How long, how many hours do you think you spent on that? Um, I'd probably say it took probably about a week, um, just uh, designing the gear and CAD, making right. sure um, it spins like at the right uh, RPM and um, finding the right material. I actually just had that block of wood, the solid block of wood laying around. So she just gave it to me and I just played with it and cut out the gear. And um, I guess uh, mounting the tree itself took a little bit longer because uh, we had to find the right um, type of bearings so that it would spin correctly. Um, and it's just waiting on, also waiting on a, the rest of the students to make sure everything's properly in place before we can install the tree. Incredible work you've done there. Congratulations on that. Israel, why don't you uh, show us on the inside of the, uh, of the. Yeah. yeah. So if you can take a look there, the inside of the ambulance is supposed to be a brain. And so, um, so uh, we'll get to some of the lighting and what this stuff is here, but uh, right here, as you walk in on the passenger side, there's uh, these little cube, these little dioramas are called, memory dioramas. Now, I'm not going to try to go into the explanation of the artistic right. concept between these, but uh, we we assisted with the fabrication of all these. So each one of these is a specific location and a specific uh, idea. And so most of the components, well, several of the components in each one of these, um, our staff assisted with the fabrication of it. So like if we look at this middle one here, we can see that this is kind of an office um, this is an office setting. And so there's yeah. several components in here. And so uh, you can see like the lights that are up here on the ceiling. Um, just yesterday, Jeffrey designed and 3D printed these, these little covers that are going, that are diffuse covers, uh, oh, custom so, cool. so that they can be, and they'll be mounted right here uh, so that they can give more of an office-like environment. Um, the desks were printed from somewhere online. The, the chairs themselves were designed and printed in-house. We drew them in CAD and we printed them here in our space. Even the cubicle walls themselves, uh, we designed and laser cut and uh, cut them on our CNC mill. Uh, so there is a lot of different components. Even the box that this is in itself, these, these wood boxes yeah. were, were cut and measured and cut out on our CNC mill um, perfectly to the perfect dimensions to make an exact fit. And so this sort of customization is the kind of things that you can achieve with the space like this. And so in each one of these, the 3D printed tables or the, or the even just printing out the, the paper, um, there's a lot of components that we were able to do in this sort of space that we don't have to go to different campuses because we have all the variety of tools in the space. And again, I hate to keep plugging myself, but we teach our members how to do yeah. this sort of project. So I asked you about that, Israel. Um, for you mentioned members, are students who go to HCC allowed to book time in the makerspace? Do they come with you and uh, with an idea? How does that work if a student says, "You know what? I've got something I need fabricated, and I've got a design." Do they come to you? They schedule a time. How does that work? 
That's a great question. So a, a lot of the people that come into our space are, are going to be students, but any student, faculty, and staff can come into the space. But when someone has a specific project, if they can do it on their own, they can come in and work in on the work tables on their on, by themselves. But if right. they have a design question or if they have a fabrication issue that they're getting stuck on, our staff can make an appointment with them and they can come in and they can consult with us and we can even assist with them uh, on how to you know, create that project. Uh, several times I've had some student or a staff member or a faculty come in and say, I would like to make this thing and this is how I want to do it when there is an easier, faster and a better way to do that. Yeah. So that's kind of what we do is consult them on, on their fabrication process. Israel, we've got about 30 seconds left. Can you show us the top of the ambulance so we can see the brain area and the lighting? I know you yeah, want to- Yeah, so we can come in here real quickly. So you can kind of see real quick that, that there are these lights that are running all over the place. And this is another electronics project that we used a Raspberry Pi. We created the Arduino, um, uh, the Arduino board and printed the enclosure and ran the lights. And so this was all done in-house. The code was done. So yeah, it's another one of those um, projects that are several that are on this uh, ambulance that we assisted with in, on the on the Arctar. So we're very, very happy to be a part of that. Very happy and should be very proud. Some incredible work you guys have done there. And I know it was a team effort. You've got a lot of people involved. And Israel, we thank you and Jeffrey for showing us uh, a bit of the ambulance that's going to be out there at the Art Car Experience. We're going to check inside of the building, uh, virtually, of course, and check in with uh, Dr. Colleen Riley. She's the Dean of Visual and Performing Arts Center of Excellence. And Jordan Carswell, he's running camera right now, but he's going to run inside and join us in just a moment moment. Um, Dr. Riley, I want to ask you about this collaboration. You just look at everything that was done on this ambulance. And it was, as you mentioned at the top of the show, this is a three-year effort getting to this point. And as, as Israel was saying, they're still creating pieces for it, little bits, pieces here and there. Did you envision it to take, well, obviously COVID was thrown in there, but did you envision it anything like it's turned into now? I don't think it's possible to for one person to have envisioned what it's become. And I'm, I have to admit, I'm a little moved seeing it um, up close like this uh, uh, here today. Um, you know, it, this really came out of uh, thinking by our vice chancellor for planning and institutional effectiveness, Dr. Ewan, um, who uh, had Ashley into the West Houston Institute as a resident artist and opened the space for all of this collaboration to begin. Uh, Ashley and I came to the Center of Excellence Deans and we, you know, said we were working on an art car project and we invited their collaboration and public safety produced uh, an ambulance for us to work on, automotive. Uh, and Dean Vogel has been absolutely incredible throughout this process in supporting us um, in getting the ambulance road ready and just sort of navigating um, all of our automotive questions. Uh, we have a great team from the visual and performing arts, from our drama theater production staff, um, from our uh, media staff with Donna Pinnock, um, from our visual arts staff. Uh, it's been, you know, created a really strong sense of community. We've brought students in, we've brought staff in, we've brought West Houston Institute innovation team right. in. I mean, it's just uh, anyone who wanted a place to be in this project was welcomed. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just, it, it's just been incredible uh, what we've been, what the students have been able to accomplish. I'm very you know, proud. 
it's it's a true example of working together, bringing in everything from art to science, mechanical engineering, everything is brought into mm -hmm. this and, mm -hmm. and some great stuff. Um, I'm going to bring Jordan to the to the conversation. Uh, he was running camera in the last segment. Um, Jordan, you're out at the West Houston Institute, and it's an incubator for interdisciplinary and extracurricular activity. And I guess once again, this is an example of that too. Yeah, this has been a just a premier example of that. And we've had the privilege of having it in the space since we opened, right? I mean, we we really opened up for students in the fall of, of 2018 and Ashley and her students were among the first to begin to really take advantage of this project. And I, I think it speaks to, especially now as we kind of begin to look at what the new normal looks like for education and every other aspect of society that, that really, you know, students were moving towards um, a world where they want a couple of different things, either skills that can kind of practically get them, you know, positioned where they want to be in the work world or in a particular field. But then I think the other part of it is that beyond courses and programs is they, that they want experiences that help connect them to the world where they are as they're learning and then where they're headed and, and what they want to be. And um, I think one of the best things about having the art car experience at West Houston Institute during these first formative years was that that Ashley as an artist is a is a practitioner um, and in the studio model of education, I think is something that we've really understood better and embraced is really something that could be, you know, applied to a lot of different areas and it really helps in terms of bringing together interdisciplinary sorts of, of you know, people from different disciplines with around a common project. And so we're really excited about the results of this and, and thrilled, you know, for Ashley and the students and, you know, all of us that have been involved in it. And, um, and then now looking forward to seeing like what's next. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's it's going to be hard to top this one, but I know eventually we will again. Um, Dr. Riley, people may be watching now, and they said, "Okay, this is great. Um, we it's a wonderful vehicle, and we can tell the students work real hard for us." But out here in in Houston, what does it mean to me? Well, we're teaching our students project based learning. Maybe you can talk about why that's so important for going into the workforce. Yeah, I, I think that the sense of ownership that the students were able to take on each element of the design and fabrication um, are skills that they'll take into the workforce. Uh, but I also think that thematically, you know, the name of this project is Terra Firma. And when you reflect on the number of um, traumas that our students have experienced over the past few years, starting with Hurricane Harvey and coming through the pandemic uh, and our winter storm events. You know, there's just been a series of really significant challenges presented to the students. And many of the students came through all of those in, you know, in with HCC uh, and through our experience at the West Houston Institute. So I, I think the resilience that it points to um, and the, you know, sort of living what is possible when you're in a supported environment uh, is just as important as the skill sets that they're that they're learning um, in uh, having an idea, bringing it into iteration, improving upon it, uh, and then, you know, taking it into the world. Jordan, let's talk about those 21st century skill sets that our students need. Um, and particularly, what alternatives do we often offer them outside of just going through uh, semesterly instruction? 
And so one of the exciting things I think right now about being a part of a community college is that we're beginning to explore how just what Colleen said that it's more than just skills. There's also I mean you've got to have an experience that 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 really a community experience that it gives students an opportunity to come in because they're interested in something and then work through you know a, a process facilitated by faculty and staff and and other experts you know to learn something new and then understand how to apply it in the world and so i think one of the cool things that we're about to see at houston community college is the introduction of, of digital badges and micro credentials mm -hmm. and what this is going to allow us to do is really look laterally across the institution and award students um, you know, rec or recognize their achievements around things that typically we 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 may pat them on the back or say good job, but we don't have a way to recognize that in a formal way. And so we're talking about like creativity and innovation, problem solving, teamwork, empathy, the ability to have like the emotional intelligence to be able to understand and and work with others, adaptiveness and responsiveness. Um, and so all of these kinds of skills that we know turn up in the top list you know, on from places like LinkedIn and Burning Glass and, and um, you know, different kinds of you know, resume sites, indeed. Um, but we haven't really had a way to formally credential them. And I think we're right. about we're about to get there. And we're working with LinkedIn on some pathways, you know, as well in terms of where those end up. And they'll, I think, even end up on the transcript in the near future. And so um, and so we're just at the beginning of that. We have some programs that we run ideas academy is one at, at west houston institute the lsant um, program which has communities of experience and scholars and research through um, that's a grant program that we have run by jeff steer and um and of course i mean colleen can speak to this probably more than all of us because in the arts they have all kinds of ways that students participate outside of their classroom right time and and learn all kinds of valuable um, you know, skills, but I think there's some really good stuff coming and, 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 and it will be a way for us to recognize a lot of the things we're already doing in a more formal way to help students get connected, you know, to where they want to go next. Dr. Riley, last question, and we're, we're running out of time, but I wanted to ask you, because I think it's real important, you know, you get trained in the creative arts, maybe you get degreed in, in that field, but your skills can translate across several industries and many industries. And maybe you can talk about how you're training your students to uh, about the relationship between design thinking and creative arts and going into those and other industries. Maybe briefly, you could tell us about that. Well, I, I think this connects to what Jordan was talking about in terms of the micro credentials and the badging. I mean, that that's an indication of a credential outside of the student, but it also indicates to the student what to name what they're what they're doing. So, uh, you know, training in the arts is training in collaboration. It's training in problem solving. It's training in creating community. It's training in empathetic listening and kinesthetic empathy and all of these these ways of being in the world. And uh, being able to go through that in an educational environment is means that we can help our students articulate that those are the skills that they have and that they've practiced. And these are the avenues that they've been able to uh, exercise those skills in. Um, and that really gives them a leg up with employers uh, yeah. because they're able to communicate about the value that they bring to the workplace and to the, and to the community and to the world. 
Absolutely. Dr. Colleen Riley, Dean of Visual and Performing Arts Center of Excellence, and Jordan Carswell, Interim Director of West Houston Institute. Thank you both for joining me. I know you're very excited about this weekend, and congratulations on this project. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks congratulations so to the students and to Dr. Yeah. Hope. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you all soon. All right. We're going to move on to our HCC news and announcement, and uh, we've got a big announcement today because you know what, folks? It's Thursday, May the 6th. That means tonight, Fashion Fusion gets underway, Brittany. Yes, that's right, and it's going virtual. So it's back this year, and HCC and the Museum of Fine Arts Houston's Fashion Fusion with designs inspired by four categories will be premiering tonight, uh, dealing with those four categories. Let me first clarify, antiquities, renaissance, baroque, and modernism. So that's going on once again tonight, May 6th at 7 p.m. You can check out uh, the live stream at mfah.org, or we're actually going to be having it here on our live stream here on Facebook. So that's going to be exciting. Tune in once again tonight at 7 p.m. There you go. Can you say baroque again? There you, go. <laughs> All right, there you go. We're going to continue on with promotion of the arts. Mesa Arts Showcase, HCC's Musical Entertainment Student Association, known as Mesa, is showcasing some of Houston's finest artists who have auditioned for this opportunity to perform and stream on social media. That happens tomorrow night, Friday, May the 7th. Check the events calendar on the district website for links. And if you have questions, we'll have an email address in the social media post for the show. More art announcements, Brittany, the gallery without all walls. And this is a student non-juried exhibition. So the six HCC campus art galleries are still closed, but that doesn't stop our students, uh, our student artists rather, from showing what they've created this semester. Instagram, once again, will uh, be their gallery for the non-juried exhibition featuring studio classes from all colleges in the HCC system. Now that's going on Monday, May 10th. You can check out that Instagram. Uh, we'll put that handle in the post after the show. So no registration is required. And we'll put the email for the contact info in case you guys are interested. Okay, are you looking for a job? Um, maybe COVID, had, you've lost your job because of COVID. Maybe you had your hours cut. And we all need to make a, a suitable living to get by and you need more hours or you want to get a new opportunity to make more money. Well, HCC can help with these programs. We can get you in short term training, certifications, in some cases, uh, you know, associate degrees, and you can get your college tuition paid for. These are short term training classes. A lot of times they're six months or less. You get the certification and they help you find a job. It's a great deal. It's fast track training for free. We have a list of programs that are available, several of them from welding uh, to the medical field, cybersecurity, that's a hot one as well. You go to one website, hccs.edu slash fast hyphen track. We'll have the link in this post. But the main thing about it is you sign up for these courses. This is a no brainer. You sign up for the courses. We have grants that we will allow you to get funding from and you can get your college tuition paid for. Sign up today. We'll have the link in this post. Uh, Adult Ed also has some programs to help people uh, get on with their careers as well, Brittany. 
Exactly. It goes hand in hand with this fast track of opportunity that we have. So if you're struggling to find work because you lack the right training, HCC's adult education program can help you get the skills you need. So for more information, uh, we are going to include the link in our post after this show, but be sure to look out for the graphic hashtag move ahead with adult ed for more information. Another great program, Path to Profession, like the traditional work-study program. We've talked about that a lot over the last week here on uh, HCC-TV. But this uh, program provides students with job opportunities in their field by, by securing positions with community businesses, partners uh, with the college, allowing them to earn money and gain real-world experience. Think of paid internships, very similar to that. For a link to sign up for this program, students, get on board with it. Uh, it's HCCS slash path, the number two profession. We'll have the link in the social media post. One thing to remember, uh, Brittany, the uh, registration for the summer and the fall, that's going on right now. And those classes are filling up, so you need to register today. They are, especially if you want to attend the small face-to-face -face classes that will be offered for summer and for fall. So registering is crucial. Obviously, registering early is even more crucial. That's what I want to say. Um, we do have five course options available. As I said, we will be offering face-to-face -face along with our other modalities. Sorry, I was based on that word. Uh, online anytime, online on schedule, our hybrid lab, and our hybrid uh, courses, which are basically our lectures that are offered on campus and virtually. So you have that choice. So uh, once again, to secure your classes early, you need to register now just to secure them. Um, for information on our HCC programs and to register, go to hccs.edu slash now. So we're running out of time, but we want to let you know we'll return tomorrow. Our, you're not here. Frank's back. But uh, we do have a special guest tomorrow. Backstage OL, they do movie reviews, entertainment news. Dave Morales is joining us from Backstage OL. You may recognize him from the radio. We've got a new partnership with him on HCC TV. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Dave will be reviewing uh, some movies and talking about interviews he did with Billy Crystal and Josh Dumel as well. All that and more tomorrow and up to the minute. Brittany, I guess we'll see you next week. See you next week, Todd. All right, see all of you tomorrow, 10 a.m. live right here on Up to the Minute.